When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish, the podcast. <laughs> Gayish. I'm Mike. The podcast. I'm Mike Johnson. Gayish presents. Oh, God. A podcast. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, we're going to talk about. Not foreskin. <laughs> we had we had many ideas we we're going to talk to uh a gay and a non-gay james and dan and we had many ideas one of which was talking about foreskin i mean i might ask about foreskin just in general yep. but we're not talking about that we're talking about allies and we're, being allies and and doing ally stuff we're talking about ally stuff hashtag just ally stuff yep yep uh but first but first great here comes some news here comes some oh shit i was supposed to (laughs) be quiet so we could play the theme song shut your mouth hole it's time for your ear holes news 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 the first so do you know who scott lively is blake's older brother perhaps although i'm gonna guess that he's maybe got a different political stance then oh, let's no. start the rumor that blake lively is a rabid homophobe that'd be great oh um scott lively is a fairly well-known homophobic massachusetts-based pastor and he actually has been fairly involved in like the criminalization of homosexuality in uganda wow. um that that whole thing um he has quite the following in the, in the 90s he created a proposed measure to prohibit all governments in Oregon from using money or property to promote encourage or facilitate homosexuality he wrote the book the pink swastika which blames gay people for the holocaust it, it, like he's just a real fucking winner have we apologized yet for the holocaust yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i might have forgotten to do that i think we're still doing our apology tour for hurricanes Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, earlier this year, he claimed that God removed Donald Trump from office because he wasn't homophobic enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, huh. he, he has this article in which he claims that the Q in LGBTQ stands for recruits. But recruits spelled with a Q. R-E-Q-R-U-I-T-S. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's the right face. I have at least three problems with that. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Okay, I mean, why not? Yep, 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 yep. Um, He says that Q is the most offensive to MAGA patriots of all stripes because the Q stands for questioning. It means that it designates a category that best describes a prime candidate for recruitment into the LGBT army. Ooh. Yeah. No, we don't like the army. Yeah, well, <laughs> but we do like army boys. That's true. Yeah. Um, Why isn't that our topic? It, I don't know. I Let's do that one. Okay, great. Hey. Army. <laughs> hey, guests. Hey. You showed up to talk about this, but it's going to be army foreskin. Not. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, that would be our. That would absolutely be our number one most downloaded if we did Army Force. <laughs> absolutely, no doubt in my mind. Our and marketing it, department loves that idea. <laughs> okay, what are we talking um, about? Anyway, just, homophobe. Just oh. Scott Lively and his total uh, misunderstanding of the way the alphabet works is <laughs> really all I wanted to get out of that. Oh. Is just. Uh, I, I think that there is this really dangerous idea that LGBT are out there to try to change people, recruit people. Which I, I thought that we were kind of done with that. Like, that was such a big talking point in the past. I thought we were kind of like, we all moved on from that. And, and instead, we, you know, stole the rainbow or what, you know, I thought we were onto new different talking points. But yeah, yep. No, this one, this one is pretty persistent. And I, I think it makes sense, right? Like, you know, in a, in a world where you're supposed to have an all loving God who knows everything and is all powerful, it must be a decision to be perverted, mm-hmm. right? So th- th- is they desperately need to cling to the idea that if it's something you can decide to be, then it's something you can convince other people to be as well. And we're trying a lot like Christianity. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've seen, you know, this is something other people say, like we are not the ones that go door to door trying to convince you to, to change like that's literally religion like yep. that is that's what they do yep absolutely um okay news the second great so this is actually a very confusing story so last night in at uh at the wilton manors florida pride parade uh one person is dead and two mm-hmm. injured because a pickup truck plowed into pedestrians at the pride parade now the reason that it's confusing is because the truck driver appeared in a gay men's chorus t-shirt and was part of the parade his truck was all gussied up and like in line to be part of the parade Hmm. so some people are reporting that it was a terrorist attack that he clearly was trying to um uh injure people there at the parade perhaps even debbie wasserman schultz who's a congressman from that congresswoman from that part of florida who was right in front of this uh at this part of the parade in the lineup um, other people are saying that it was absolutely not deliberate, that he is part of the community and that his truck did something crazy with mm. like his foot slipped onto the accelerator or, or who, who knows. So it's a developing story, but I, I think at, at the very least what we can say is that there there was an accident and a tragedy yesterday at Pride in, in, in Florida. This is just north of Fort Lauderdale, if that matters, like geography wise. It's one of those communities that we've talked about before that's like crazy gay. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, anyway, the parade had just begun and we saw people, this is a quote from the mayor. The parade had just begun and we saw people lining up and ready to move. And all of a sudden, this white pickup truck dashed right through the crowd, barely missing Congresswoman Wasserman Schultz's car by inches and smashed through a gate. Um, the FBI is investigating all possibilities, but has not said whether they believe the incident was intentional or not. Wow, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which one is scarier, like it being intentional or it be like, I mean, accident. I don't know. I mean, I guess we don't have to compare how bad tragedies need to be yeah yeah anyway um if there's more on that story i'll this developing story kyle we'll we'll (laughs) keep our finger on the pulse of this developing story um news news the last yeah i love this one and i hope i don't cry um so in spain there is a new movement called clothes have no gender and it started when 15 year old michael or Mikel gomez was 
punished for wearing a skirt to class in October of last year. And in a now viral TikTok video, he explained that he wore the skirt to challenge gender norms and support women's liberation, but was promptly pulled out of class and taken to a psychologist who grilled him on whether he identified as a woman. And um, so his video sparked a nationwide protest. There were hundreds of boys started turning up to school wearing skirts on the 4th of November. Um, 4th of November, they now call wear a skirt to school day. Oh, Anyway, uh, the, 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 the new part of the story is that uh, these, these three male, male teachers in Spain are wearing skirts to class every single day and uh, open defiance of their bosses and in support for these gender-bending kids. Jose Pinas uh, a, is a math teacher. I think he's the hot one. <laughs> Um, he, he decided to follow the student's example and wear a skirt to school himself. Quote, 20 years ago, I suffered persecution and insults for my sexual orientation in the Institute where I am now a teacher. He wrote on social media. Is he gay? Is he yeah. gay? Oh, many teachers. They looked the other way. I want to join the cause of the student, Miguel, who has been expelled and sent to the psychologist for going to class with a skirt. And apparently it's just, it's growing. According to El País, uh, the, the newspaper, Manuel Ortega and Borja Veluquez, who who teach in Valladolid. Anyway, <laughs> no, I want you to read this whole story in Spanish. I know it's very difficult for me. I'm I'm just. Uh, I mean, I'm a little sunburnt, so maybe that'll help. I don't know. Anyway, according to El País, uh, th- uh, they started wearing skirts every day of the month of May to support a student in their school, and I just think it's great. I just love the idea of like, fuck you, we're all wearing skirts. Yeah. Dick bags, deal yeah, with it. Yeah. What are you going to do? Kill all of us or yeah. whatever? And um, I just, it's it's really, it's really heartwarming too to see the social media posts of these like f- full on dude teachers in front of a chalkboard with math or whatever the fuck, it, it, like wearing a skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really, it's really adorable. And I really, I really liked it. Yeah. I want you to say more Spanish names. No. Do, I'm sorry. Do you mean no? No. Okay. Um, speaking. Oh, what? That's the news. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Actually, before we before we move on, before we move on, I, I we can't open the mail today because we're going to have guests on, and that's going to take too long. So we absolutely have to do this right now because I'm so oh. super duper excited about oh, it. Oh, I'm oh mostly because I want to show fucking Dan, and uh, I'm real happy. Dan, can you give me that box that's at the bottom of that pile underneath of that hat? Yeah. Okay. I don't need to be here for this. I know what's in here. Yeah, I am preempting this. Just yes, yes, Dan. I would like. Uh, so I got drunk and opened this, and then I got so excited about it. I showed Kyle last night at a birthday party that we were having for a friend of ours, and this is my new favorite thing that's ever been sent to the show, and that's why we have to do it right now. Wow. Um, just got this box with this framed picture in it. Tell me what you see. <laughs> oh my god it's a holodeck it's a it's like a beautiful illustration of a holodeck orgy yep um, with uh Riker in like full like man spread big dick energy but his genitals are like blurred out with no bottom Worf well, is like naked sitting on the bed but like covering his penises yep um Picard and uh Counselor Troy are sort of sidled up together. Beverly is laying at, kind of at the head of the bed with a smile because she probably doesn't know how to have sex either. Yeah. Um, 
Data's standing in the background smirking, and Chief O'Brien is is in the doorway, walking in to like of walking into the holodeck, looking like he just stumbled upon this and is horrified. Yep. Yep. Um, Cartoon holodeck orgy porn from the next generation. This is so good. It's fantastic. It will hang up in the studio forever, no matter what Kyle says. It should be on the wall that Kyle has to look at. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, Keenan McLean. Keenan McLean, I am so fucking happy with this. I appreciate it. I want to know more about, like, did you commission that or did you draw this? Or is is this a pre-existing thing? that is available for i'm just interested in where what how this came to be in 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 our possession from start to finish my biggest question is yes how many of them are holograms oh and whose program is this yeah i want to believe that they're all real because that but then why the holodeck because for a bed a bed big enough for all of them so 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 chief o'brien can catch them in the act and be mad that he wasn't invited i don't know Anyway, that's that's as much mail as we're going to get to this episode. Speaking Let's of other people that send us stuff, are exist <laughs> to our in bank a holodeck, account? I don't know. <laughs> um, I want to thank the following Patreon members: Sarah Austin, which sounds that's we not Miss mis- Talk. That is not. I don't think that's Miss Talk. Sarah Austin, you just have a name very similar to someone we've had on the show. So. Um, uh, explain yourself. Yeah. Um, Trent A. Bullock, Tim mm-hmm. Pierce. No, no, you said it wrong, which I'm very proud of you for saying it wrong. But he gave very specific instructions on how to say his name, and it wasn't that. Oh, I'm sorry. Trent Bullock. Um, <laughs> Bullock. He said, hey, Ock is in cock, not ick as in dick. I Great. Don't... No, I just wanted to say that because I loved that. I don't care about you, Trent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love you. Okay. Uh, Tim, Be- Tim Pearson. Yeah, I know that bitch. I know that bitch. That's what. You, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Forrest <laughs> Nail. Did he email us and say his name is Forrest Nail or something? Probably. Probably. And Joshua <laughs> Daniels. Can't fuck that up if I tried. Um, <laughs> so if you want to uh, sign up for Patreon, write in and tell me how to say your name and me not look at it. Uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/GayishPodcast. Absolutely. You ready to talk about allies? Yeah. Okay. So we did a Patreon episode called Allies, and um, so we don't know what we're going to do with this episode. From a naming perspective, I I don't know. I have to think about how I feel about it. But um, we talked about a lot, and most of that was discussing like gatekeeping about what it means to be an ally or not. Um, uh, I re-listened to it yesterday. Hmm. Um, I disagree with that assessment. Okay, great. Hit me. Maybe one more time. Um um no i mean i what i discussed in that episode is can you or should you call yourself an ally yeah um and so i I think that's an important thing to think about using that word very specifically yeah you don't you don't call yourself an ally you get called an ally by other people yeah okay and if you want to hear my dissenting opinions uh sign up for (laughs) patreon listen to (laughs) patreon episode number 17 yeah yeah i mean i think part of part of what emerged re-listening to it part of what emerged for me is just that the word ally i think is a now ambiguous term right like there are a lot of events where we talk about lgbtq people and allies which is a better label than calling them normies because they're non-queer people that showed up to a queer event but that label gets 
applied, blanket applied to just showing up to an event. Do people call them normies? That's what I want to start calling them. Oh, 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 I like that. I really like that. <laughs> I, uh, the way you said it made me think that was like already a thing. But then, but then there's also the, the, the term of ally of, of like an activist, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a, a non queer activist or a non black activist in that space. Um, but we use the same word for both camps, and I think that that's sort of part of where the conflict enters. But yeah, I, I think in general, what we what we were trying to get people to avoid, and we're going to talk to some folks about it here in a second, is just don't don't do nothing but call yourself an ally and provide no other value than saying it. Like you need to, you need to, you need to show up for the queer community in some way, whether that's your time, your voice, your money, whatever it is. Um, you can't just say, "Oh yeah, I'm an ally," and then like not do anything more than give yourself that label. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I yeah, I think it is something you should be specific and thoughtful about, and it's it's really interesting. Like it, something like corporations during pride it's like one of those things that can be like it's it's great that there's rainbow shit everywhere like that's a good thing and also it sucks that they take our money and not actually support us so it's like one of those things that can be both like it can be both useful if you declare yourself as an ally because then you're you're saying publicly that you're supporting you know if if people are not supportive they they see that and then also it's kind of shitty if you just are using that and not actually doing anything like you know yep yep so, absolutely yeah um we are going to have a gay and a non-gay on it in a, just a little bit a gay and a non-gay known british gay <laughs> no, and non-gay folks no, no known british podcasters um <laughs> we actually uh, really we, we've like we've been this is a highly anticipated episode at least it is for me like we've been talking to them and hanging out and, and yeah. like meaning to collab for a really long time and we're finally getting the opportunity to yeah yeah um and so th- just the one thing that i looked up is uh uh pew research says that uh in terms of support for lgbt marriage same-sex marriage um 72 percent in u.s support um same-sex marriage and in uh the uk 86 percent of british people support it Great. So they're better allies than we are. I mean, that just pr- proves what what I I think we uh, is always true that like if you just if you want to know where the United States is going to be in twenty years, look at Europe. So like <laughs> we're, we're just we're just always behind. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Um. So yeah, we're gonna be back with them. We're gonna take for a- you. It it'll be mere seconds. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we will have James and Dan from a gay and a non-gay on, and we're gonna roast the shit out of Dan for being the only straight guy I think yeah. we've had on the show the whole year. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Lucky him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, going to be a three-way a three gang ping. <laughs> oh, don't. The, nothing, says, nothing says allyship. Like, <laughs> like a three-way gang ping. Let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. 
We're back. Uh, we are here with the UK's number one LGBT podcast, James Barr and his friend. Um, <laughs> from Gay and Non-Gay, uh, and Dan Hudson, I guess I'll say your name too. Uh, welcome. You know what, though? Hi. That's funny, because actually I think that you guys are more like Dan than you are maybe me because I'm like full gay and you're just gay-ish whereas Dan is like non-gay and you're a bit non-gay too interesting yeah like if we ranked ourselves on a spectrum yeah I'm definitely not a Kinsey six or whatever because I was married to a lady for a while the two of you might be the two ends (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> well, we did the we did the Kinsey scale on our podcast, and I it, I my result was a hundred percent straight. He faked it though. I think he lied about the answers. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, and I was I was amazed that that was the result. Actually, <laughs> not that it's it's obviously not very scientific, but I did think it would be a little bit gay, but it wasn't at all. So okay, this is actually good. We're talking about allies. And so we're Dan. This is this is uh, three gay dudes during Pride Month are really going to focus in on the ally experience. <laughs> what is that like for you to be very straight? How does that feel? <laughs> what just generally in life? Just how do you? Yeah, um, it's great. <laughs> yeah, straight is great, guys. Did you not get the memo? <laughs> you, yeah, it's good. Do you have that it's, shirt in your merch store? <laughs> straight is great. <laughs> yeah. We should actually. As long as all profits went to an LGBTQ plus charity, I think ironically I think it should that be would like be a funny. S- straight pride oh, <laughs> charity would be great. Anyway, okay, no, a real question. So, starting when you started the podcast and, until now, Dan, I'm curious. Like, did you know gay people? Did you know gay issues? Did you care? Did you like what? What has changed, if anything, since you've been doing this podcast? That's an interesting question. I I'm, do know, I mean, I probably knew gay people to some extent, but not not really. And the friends that I've, of mine that are gay or LGBT, I've sort of forgotten that they were because they're not really like James, if that makes sense. They're like gay-ish. <laughs> they're like gay-ish, yeah. They bang blokes, but they don't like, they don't love Britney. Like my friend Andy, who's married to a, my friend Andy is married to a guy. I just forget that all the time. I just forget he's gay all, all the time. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so people like that, obviously, I was, I was you know aware that I had gay people in my life, but but not the kind of person like James, I suppose, who I'd be f- friends with. And I guess I had like a cursory knowledge of the base level that it's not that great to be gay (laughs) for many reasons tell me about Um, it like i'm obviously aware that like it's not safe sometimes to walk down the street holding hands and that kind of thing um was obviously aware of that but i'm not sure i necessarily knew like the extent to that and the extent of things like shame and how people grow up like not being able to be themselves and it all makes sense when somebody tells you, but I guess I never really thought about it like that until we started doing the podcast. Yeah. I'm interested in um, sort of the geography aspect here too. Like you, you both are in the UK and I think Americans think that y- y- y'all are 20 years ahead of us in terms of gay rights and gay acceptance. But then um, sometimes I, I, I hear the reverse that, that the Americans are sort of ahead in that regard, at least culturally um, that, that there's still sort of a, taboo don't speak of sex or sexuality in especially british culture i don't know can you can you weigh in what's your what's your perception of like the the divide across the pond that's that's such a good question and 
it's really i feel emotional having to think about an answer we just did this amazing interview with dustin lance black for our 250th episode you guys are nearly at 250 right yeah almost and yeah so we were super happy about that and dustin was talking about this exact issue and he is basically saying the uk is in danger of going backwards and Mm. i i strongly agree Mm. and I think we've got some really dodgy politics right now. We've, we seem to be rolling back progressive laws protecting our trans people. There's a real evil rhetoric and anti-trans feminist vibe in the UK at the minute, especially in the press. And it just keeps getting worse. And honestly, I don't know what to do about it mm. because the UK has been like forever this like beacon or I'm told it's like a beacon of hope for LGBT people across the world. But yet, yeah, it feels delicate. Mm. And Dustin was saying we can never stop fighting because once we've, once we've earned that right to be ourselves, that we have to continue every day to make sure we keep that because it's just so easy. It's so easily taken away. It's so fragile. Yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't say you were 20 years behind. I'd say parts of America are just like parts (laughs) of the UK are. There's a lot of parts of the UK that are definitely 20 years behind. I think in any big major city, things are probably equal across the UK and the US. I mm. think like London, Seattle um, are pretty similar. But then there's pockets of homophobia everywhere, right? Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Seattle, Dan came to one of our live shows very early on, which yeah. was great. When are you going to come visit? Well, when is James going to yeah, come Yeah, visit? James, when are you going to come visit? Oh, I'm sorry. I are you... you meant Dad. I thought you were missing Dad. No, I've already uh, done it, James. That too. We are missing Dan. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> I am I... desperate. I'm desperate to, to visit that, that side of America. I've never been to Seattle. I really want to go to Portland. Mm. Um, it feels really... It doesn't... Yeah, is it... I would say, is it, like, more open? Because Portland is, like, the capital of polyamory, right? Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> I've never it feels heard like that. it's. It feels like really progressive in that part of America, and I really I'm desperate to go. Yeah, a lot of people call it the left coast rather than west coast because oh, I love the, that. The, the politics are, are are more more liberal and and. Um... I mean, the fact that before we started recording, you had to ask me for consent to record. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> we do not have that. We don't have consent for recording in this country. We barely have consent for sex. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> consent is just like, oh, I swiped you on Grinder. So like, what? Yeah. I thought we were doing it. Oh, like, no. yeah, we don't. We don't, we don't ask people that come on the podcast if we can record them. We uh, if we can record the video, we just do it. <laughs> to be fair, most yeah. people don't even even if it's the law, but Mike likes to follow laws. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, know why I'm so condescending when I say that. Like, Mike cares about laws. Mike's the so worst. boring. He like such an annoying person. <laughs> <Bless> <laughs> you, Mike. <laughs> um, what is your uh, time out? Like, U.S. What is your stereotypes of gay Americans? Do you have like? I want to know like what shitty things you think about us because that's fun. <laughs> oh, that's a really interesting. Well, Dan, do you have like gay American stereotypes? Um, no, I don't. Know. I don't know if I do really. Oh, really? Uh, While you answer, I'm just going to close my bedroom door because my dog is home for the first time in two weeks Aww. and he's barking. Aww. My dog. This happens every time we record. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> there's always a dog issue and it's it's always a surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dan, you're such a little bitch. What? I guess I guess gay Americans are more are more because brunch is a much bigger thing over there. Mm. <laughs> brunch. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's 
Do you all not have brunch? Do you just skip for right from like 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. or something? Is that how time works <laughs> yeah, there? Ex- no, we have brunch too, but I think I think you guys started it. Oh, oh. It's what? only only gay British people have brunch, don't they? Like this mm. hasn't really crossed over to like the the mainstream. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought about to that. The non-gay crowd. Yeah. What else? What else do you think about gay Americans? I think they're hot. I honestly like. I love, love gay Americans. I'm pretty obsessed with gay Americans. I've spent most of my life trying to be in love with a gay American. I dated about. I had probably. I've had about four or five long distance gay relationships with Americans. Wow! <laughs> that, wow! That, that you really are. Well. Oh god! I really tried. Like I had a guy in LA. I had a guy in New York. I've had like two guys in New York. I've had a guy in. You have Mo's in different area codes. There was a lot of no. I just kept wanting to like fall in love with an American, mm-hmm. with an American, and um, I think that's a real thing for British people. We love Americans, so I just think wow. all gay Americans are hot. I think you're really honest, hmm. but then you're also not, and that's really difficult too. Oh yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Well, I find that the gay people. Well, hmm, what do I mean by that? You project all this like realness, like honesty, like you just say it how it is. But I don't necessarily think you always are honest with feelings as such. Yeah. Mm. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah. Like, like I mean, you'll say like what you want, like do this, or I want you to do that, and you have no like embarrassment or shyness about what you might want. But then you might not be honest about. Maybe you're not being honest yourself about what you actually want. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. You're like describing every one of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> like, uh, tell, telling me what? No. <laughs> that I, yes, I've had people say... I feel like, like I'm talking nonsense, but... No, no, no. I mean, uh, to me, it's like, you know, when you say, how are you? You're just supposed to say good. Like, in my mind, that's like in the same ballpark of like, you're not actually supposed to like talk about that. You're supposed to be fine and just not have to deal with anything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But also, as I said, I think you're all pretty hot. Like, you, my stereotype mm-hmm. is kind of like you go to the gym all the time, you're at Equinox, <laughs> you rip bodies, you're Cause always wearing pride colors. It's like a really exclusive gym I've never actually been. Is it? Is right. it a gym that you know of? I, I mean, I, I, Equinox? It's like LA gym. Equinox. Yeah, we have, one, we have one here. We do? Right. Yeah. Is it really gay? Um, I mean, there's a lot of oons oons music. Like, are we are we here to dance and drink or work out? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Like, that sounds gay. <laughs> That's my stereotype. Like circuit parties, circuit queens, Fire Island. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what any of these were. <laughs> Do we need to get you a decoder ring? Maybe you can a thesaurus. What's a, a circuit queen? Ring? I, don't like... any, I don't know what anything is. <laughs> what's, a, what's a circuit party? <laughs> Oh. oh, who uh, wants to take this yeah, one? James, go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I don't know if I know, but I think it's just really hot gym bunny guys, like ripped, privileged, white, cis gay men. <laughs> um, they're sharing drugs. They're all topless. They're wearing hot pants. There's glitter everywhere. It's basically, you know, the cover of Gay Times in, like, 1992. <laughs> that's, right, I just don't understand what the word circuit's got to do with anything. I think it's because they do circuits at the gym. Oh, I thought it's because, right. like, circuit parties, like, you, you go from party to party to party. Oh. I don't know if that's maybe. true, but it is I what I... I it was because they were doing... Maybe, or because they're doing circuits at the room trying to find someone to pull. Oh, maybe it has, maybe. like, triple meaning. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. I thought maybe it had something to do with e-stim. I have no idea. Like, what? Electric stimulation. Like, oh, you know. Jesus. Okay. Um. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I feel... Um, also, I think it's very L.A. Like, our stereotype of gay Americans is, like, um, mm. like L.A. gays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was going to say my, my stereotypes of, of U.K. gay folks is... That it's, it's not different. The, the, I think of Australian, American, Canadian... UK gays as all being like the white version is the same. <laughs> yeah. Like we I totally I'm yeah. totally with you, yeah. Um <laughs> wait, I want to go back to uh Dan not knowing anything that we're talking about. You uh on your show do things Dan cannot say <laughs> where you get to you get to exist in your safe space, Dan. And I Yeah. I wanna know. I feel like even in Dan's safest of spaces that James, you might sometimes still judge him in his safe space. So, oh, really? <laughs> right. I mean, Dan, you can tell me how safe you feel in your safe space. I was curious if there's anything you still haven't asked because you're worried that even in the even in your safe space, you couldn't ask it because you didn't feel like you should. Uh, well, I'm sure during things uh, Dan can't say James probably uh, gets offended or thinks that I've crossed the line in some way, but it just doesn't doesn't express that. So that's uh, probably happened quite a few times. Have you? Um, have you, James? I want to really I, dig I, into your relationship here, <laughs> so that so that when we post about this are episode, are we turning you on? Are we turning you on? Like, is that what's happening? Always. <laughs> um, I think no. I don't know. I mean. Actually, when we've done live shows, we normally like talk about what things Dan can't say is going to be mm. beforehand, just so we've got like a heads up on what it is. And you know, it's really a collaborative process, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, I think, it's more just like you know, Dan asking, "Do all gay men look at other dicks in the bathroom? Like, do I look at another man's dick when I'm peeing?" Oh. Right now. That's an innocent question, but how do I how do I tell him the truth? I don't want to break his little non-gay heart. I don't want to be what, I don't want to be situation? honest with him. Also, if I say yes, we all look at everyone's dicks, right? Then I look like a, a predator. Mm. So, and it's creepy. But I probably think maybe like eighty percent of gay men do that, right? Do we? Do you guys look at other men's penises if you're at a store? I mean, this probably this probably says a lot about me, and I find other men's penises in public spaces terrifying. Like, I will absolutely one hundred percent avoid just even like maybe maybe almost too much. Like, it's awkward how how very much I don't like just stare at the ceiling. <laughs> I yeah. yeah in the bathroom yeah I'm worried like if I seem like I'm checking someone out that I'll get beat up by them. Like I like very much keep my eyes focused on like my own my own business and my own dick okay that's interesting but you're right to be honest like yeah i i'm terrified as well i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why i'm <laughs> saying the opposite <laughs> i just thought that other gays did do that because i have often felt other people's eyes on me oh and I that guess, is terrifying i guess in a gay bar it might be different i mean you, you said me and pointed at your face did you mean your dick like <laughs> 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 Yeah, sometimes, sometimes there's a dick near my face. Lucky, bragger. Dan, do you have any other questions you haven't asked yet that that uh, you want to? God. What else do you need to know about the gay community that we can help answer? 
Um, I don't know, you know, because I've, I've I've actually done loads of these now to the extent where in Edinburgh I was like I've run out. Like mm. we, we had to like, oh. brainstorm. Them. Oh, so um, you okay? So you you've kind of got got all your your Dan questions out. I think so. I'm sure I can probably think of something. What, um, what's the most surprising thing you've learned as like being an ally and learning about the community is you know particularly through the podcast. Like, what's the biggest surprise that you've learned about yeah, about the gay community? Yeah. Or you can tell um, us something weird about James if you want. That'll be, that'll be, <laughs> either one will be fun. I think I think the whole concept of like shame I find quite uh, inherently fascinating because mm. I just don't obviously have it mm. like in, in in any way. Um, so I find that inherently fascinating that it seems to exist in almost every gay person that I've come across, um, and I just find that really really interesting just that you would have these thoughts in the back of your head all the time that you're not good enough and that you're like a sin your existence is this and and i guess that would be it um because it's just so alien to me because i just can't even imagine feeling like that (laughs) you heard it here first dan called gay people aliens it's alien to me that doesn't mean no I know no I know no I just need to take things out of context to promote the episode Um, I I do that all the time Um, I think that's interesting because I think there's like surface level things that you would learn like what does this term mean what does this orientation mean but like that is a deeper level of understanding that I wish more people understood and that's like a, a nuanced thing that you could you know I wish more people understood in that level of depth that kind of nuance about what it's like being gay so it's really interesting yeah yeah absolutely i find it interesting on the flip though that that he doesn't have any shame i find that insane i can't understand living a life where you don't wake up every morning thinking that you are an abomination yeah. <laughs> like you know the, the the thoughts of like self-hate that we have when we look in the mirror every day and the concern about like holding a partner's hand and even like ordering coffee has been frightening for me at times. Why? Because I don't want to. Because if I order like a sugar-free vanilla skinny latte, are they going to know I'm gay? Oh. Especially when I say iced at the end of it, like they're going <laughs> to know. And so that can be quite a terrifying experience. Now I've worked through it, but it's a moment in my life where I noticed it, and I was like, oh my god, like I've got shame about ordering a fucking coffee. Yeah. I'm like scared to order a coffee in a Starbucks in central London. And that's not because someone's going to beat me up necessarily, but it's because I think I deserve to be beaten up because I've got this like shame inside of me that has been put on me from everyone else. And actually that's the the thing that Dan and I have sort of figured out whilst talking about it. It's like, it's not something we're born with and it's not actually our fucking problem. It's given to us by straight people or homophobic people or religious people. Like it's actually their shame. It's not ours. So have it back because we don't need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that. that's another thing that's interesting. That actually, that I've I've learned since doing this podcast and and just talking to James off air about things is the idea that other people put their shit on you. It never that never ever ever occurred to me. Like I just thought pe- some people were dickheads and there just wasn't really <laughs> anything more to it than that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, it's just a, it's just a generic dickhead, so he's <clears throat> angry or whatever. But I guess because James has done therapy or or whatever, he's. Like he he's able to see that the X person is projecting their feelings onto uh, onto somebody else, and I just like I just never thought about that before. I just thought some people were twats, and that was that. Mm. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. I wonder why that person mm. acts like that because it's it's almost never going to be what I thought it was. Mm. Yeah, 
like it's always going to be oh yeah that person is probably gay themselves and that's why they're homophobic or that person yeah uh, that's definitely something yeah i think i'm interested in that i i wonder if that uh, i wonder if i have a higher power on that because of therapy but the reason i've done that is because of the shame right mm-hmm. so whenever anyone is mean to me i automatically assume it's my fault and that i'm an awful person and that i deserve it so i've worked through that and figured out no that's actually them Mm. like they just have a lot of issues and they're sort of putting it on me and actually i think that's the problem with people that don't understand lgbtq plus people also it's like you are afraid because you don't know who you are Mm. this is this is my therapy right now this is very useful (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome yeah yeah, uh, uh, you can send me a bill (laughs) i've been thinking a lot about eye contact lately and how my knee-jerk reaction even in a queer space even when i know like 90 plus percent of the people in this room are also gay if i make eye contact with somebody and i am not like mentally prepared to hold it i will immediately turn away and that's all about shame of being discovered as showing interest like when you're when you're in the closet any indication that you might be gay is this massive threat to your safety, or at least it feels like that. And making eye contact, your face might say, I'm interested, and therefore that's very dangerous, and you have to, it has to be stopped immediately. And I have worked really hard to fight just that very uh, like impulse. I can't, it's so knee-jerk reaction immediate that... Um, it's, it's taken, that's what my therapist is working on y'all. <laughs> oh my God though. I mean, that's so true. Do you just stare oh, yeah. at your therapist in the eyes like for an hour or well, like, how do you, <laughs> she's not that hot. It doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thing. You do not want to have sex with your therapist. Right. I don't yeah. think I don't recommend that. Excuse me. But that sounds so um, hot. Maybe I do. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's really interesting. We, yeah. There's, the sure sex with your therapist? Is, is, oh, no, sorry. The, um, the whole thing about like oh. not wanting to look in someone's eyes because you're worried they'll like discover you. And your yeah. podcast being about stereotypes and stuff, I think that's potentially why, and I, I haven't really ever worked this out, that's potentially why I lean into the stereotype more about being gay mm-hmm. because I, I feel sort of safe then and everyone will know so that they don't ask me and I don't get put in an awkward position. Yeah. And also, it just like means that other gay people know I'm gay, so I can, with like strength in numbers. Yeah, there's an interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's definitely like a. I mean, they're going to be you know pros and cons to, to either side, but I I am a little bit envious. I I'm, I feel like I'm getting gayer and like doing more outwardly gay things as I get older. But like being very outwardly gay is there's there's some kind of like power to that 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 you're like. I don't care if you know, and I'm going to be this person. And that's, I think that's really cool. It's activism, isn't it? Really? Like if you're camp, I think people (laughs) mistake it for being like just feminine, but as well as that, I think it is activism because you're not straight passing. It's not easy for you to just like pretend you're straight. You're literally fully gay all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's must, it's exhausting, but also it's, (laughs) it's like, it's important for our community. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, other, okay, other things that uh, Dan, you're not supposed to say is—is is there like a difficult part about being an ally that like we wouldn't expect? Um, like you're usually as an ally, you're not supposed to like complain about like oh, this is you know this work or whatever. <laughs> but I, but this is this is Dan's safe space. So is there is there something that's difficult about it? 
Um, well, yeah. I mean, I mean well, firstly, I, d- I don't re- like. I don't really think that I am an ally, like necessarily. Like, oh. Um, well, I, uh, it's, it's difficult. I, I, I find people who go who go around saying that they are X thing quite annoying. <laughs> so I personally don't go around saying I am an ally, but I guess on some level I I am. Um, and yeah, I guess it's annoying. I suppose less so for me than for the people who experience it but it is annoying having to i guess a social awareness of of stuff and correcting people or whatever all the time is annoying mm. but it's not really it's it's um it's much less annoying for me than it is for, for you i'm guessing um and i i get there's probably an additional potent possibly an additional responsibility for, for me to correct people when they say things that are homophobic or whatever because mm. it I'm not in any danger or anything. Mm, mm. Whereas gay people, well, I mean, maybe I am, but whereas gay people are, does that make any sense? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Do you find yourself interjecting? Uh, like, is that, is that a regular occurrence for you? Cause I, I think it's something that like I go through the mental exercise of what would I do if somebody said something homophobic or racist and, and try to like, imagine into what that experience would be like and how I would behave, but then it doesn't actually happen that often in real life. Mm. And I find when it does, I don't always rise to the occasion. Like the number of times that something like that has happened and I've actually corrected, actually interjected myself is, is, is pretty, pretty small as a percentage of my life. I can think of two occasions in particular where it's happened with like racism. In fact, one was like in the last couple of months mm. and both times were on the bus, which it's, yeah, it's just awful to have to deal with. I mean, buses are um, awful in general. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, they are. I, I mean, I quite like the bus. <laughs> it's nice to sit down for an hour. Well, if you can get a seat. If I get a seat, I love the bus. I mean, no one's on the bus nowadays. You can, you can sit down all you want, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, and with, I, can't, I can't think of like an actual like situation with, with that's been homophobic that I've stepped in. But people say stuff all the time. And I feel like a, a responsibility to sort of go, <laughs> I don't know if that's like kosher is a phrase that I would wheel out or whatever. And then we'd probably get into a, a, a conversation about it. Um, you should start like with, ten... I'm the co-host of a number one LGBT podcast <laughs> in the UK. So <laughs> now here's what you need to know. Yeah. I, to be honest, I probably have said something along those lines. Really? Like, yeah, I probably said like, ob- because, because, I guess I'm living in fear a little bit of being, of, of coming across like I am so woke mm. and look how knowledgeable I am because I do this podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to tell you, like I do live in fear of coming across like that because I think your point sort of gets lost anyway because the minute you're just dismissed as like uh, a lefty liberal or whatever, your opinion sort of becomes less valid to some to some extent do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like oh you yeah. would say that because blah, blah 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 blah. yeah so whenever that stuff has come up i've sort of like jokily addressed it which, which i think <laughs> is the best way to do thing to address anything really rather than falling out with people because if you tell someone they're an idiot they're not going to go oh i'm an idiot thanks a lot <laughs> yeah right and they're going no, you're you're an idiot <laughs> yeah. like and you're just you're a liberal slash lefty slash whatever and therefore everything you say is yeah. not what i think 
Am I making any sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, that makes sense. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> Plus, um, you have a British accent, so it all sounds great to us, <laughs> regardless of what you're okay, saying. Cool. <laughs> I think it's, James, do you consider Dan an ally? Like, would you, I know, Dan, you said you maybe not, don't use that word, but would you use that word for Dan? I mean, it's that is an interesting question. I think, I think that Dan, I think Dan is a good ally because he says that. But I also think he needs to sort of come out as an ally because oh. it's kind of annoying hearing him say he's not an ally all the time. Because I'm like, oh, well, are you not? Like, why the fuck are you hosting this podcast? <laughs> so, like, I do understand it. And I think he's right to say it because if you stood up and you were like, I'm an ally, like, it makes you look like a dick. And it's like, well, that so? Like, mm-hmm. saying is one thing, but doing it is another. But Dan is doing it because he's hosting this podcast and he's learning and he's telling the world about it so i mean that is what more can you possibly do yeah yeah but because i get a benefit out of it it's a re- it's sort of irrelevant isn't it like if i was I in know. uganda that'd be different like hmm. but i think because like i benefit from doing this so it's a re- it's a re- i mean yes some good comes out of it of course but I'm not like doing it out of the goodness of my heart. Whereas if I were, then I think I probably could say I'm an ally. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at me, I'm in Uganda, like teaching people about gay stuff. I think that would make me an ally, but Hmm. I don't know. I think that would make you an activist. Well, yeah, but they're they're not the same thing. I don't know. I mean, you probably have listeners in Uganda. You might not be there in danger, but you're probably still moving the needle in whatever small way in that, in that country what do you guys think do you think you can identify as an ally and and if you're benefiting from being an ally in the case of dan here where he's saying that he hosts a podcast and i don't know what benefit he's really getting he's spending a lot of his time on it uh, (laughs) yeah what are you really getting out of this like i'm not entirely sure what he's actually getting um true well we'll get two award nominations yeah but like do you do you feel like that makes you an ally like where's the line i what do you guys think I we talked about this before like I don't use the word ally for myself for other issues or causes because I feel like that's something that other people should call me if I am if I am doing it and I I think Dan I yeah. like on that in that same camp of like to walk around and like say hey everyone I'm an ally like instead of that I can say here's the issue that I'm addressing and and like more do it rather than say it but I mean yeah I think like there's some degree of person that is totally fine like uh, I would consider you an ally because like even if you're benefiting off of the podcast like that's fine like you're still like learning and talking about stuff and opening up and I don't know your friends with James that's kind of ally-ish <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, mean, I think you're right I think you've worded it really well Dan actually like Carl's right like it's it's not for you you were both right it's not for you to identify as an ally like I wouldn't say I was an ally to black people but I want to do everything I can to raise their voices yeah and talk about the injustice that they face yeah so I don't know no and you know what I probably would call myself an ally in that respect but I might not go up to a black person and go I'm an ally (laughs) but I would sit in a meeting full of white straight men and go no, I'm going to be an ally here and stand up for them. I would say that. Yeah. 
I think you can word it like that. I actually wrote, I wrote an article for the... James made me do it for the Metro, <laughs> which is the, the British version of USA Today, basically. So it's really, really tabloidy. And um, I didn't want to do it, but James made me do it. <laughs> and it was it went through so many back and forth with the Metro because they wanted to tabloid, tabloid, tabloidize it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have that word, tabloid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's... It, that's a very loaded term here that that means like this rag is barely worth the cost why am i so it's turned not, on by well, everything you just said <laughs> loaded <laughs> i heard comrade but i don't know if that's what you said what? it's it, not exactly that low it's a it's a it's a bar above i think yeah. it's, it's more like, bar like, above, like the national national inquirer or whatever yeah anyway look um it went, yeah, we went through so many back and forth with the paper to the point where I was like, I don't know if this is, this is just getting, it's going on and on and on. Because they were like, why don't you say it like this? And I was like, no, I can't say it like that because that is me being like, look at me, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, like what we settled on, I think was, um, I'm a straight person. This is how I learned to be an ally, I think was the headline. And mm. I was happy with that mm. um, because it's not me saying, look at me, I'm an ally. Um, I don't think they quite understood that. Hmm. Um, and they just, I think they were like, oh my God, I wish we never agreed to this because it was just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But I was really happy that in the end that, that James had made me do it. And that I think what I wrote was 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 good uh, with a lot of help because not only was it going back and forth between me and the, the paper, but I was also going to James and Talia like, can I say this? Can I say this? Can I say this? Yeah. Like it was, it, it was. But that's what being an ally is. It's like checking in with the community that you're standing up for and making sure you're saying the right thing. And the reason yeah, I made that, also... that article is because we shouldn't have to constantly fight our own battles. We need our allies as well, right? True, but I'm also doing, I'm not necessarily having that conversation because I'm like, obviously I do want to get the language right, but also like for the sake of that, also I'm like, I don't want to get, I don't want to deal with a load of abuse from people. <laughs> there, I think, Do you know what I mean? Telling me that I'm a, a dickhead or whatever. I think there is a level of when you're an ally of it. It's not just about like not wanting to claim ownership of the word, but it, like it just it seems like what you're describing is like always wanting to work harder. Like there's always more I can do, and I, I think that's a sign of a ally. Is like there's there's more I could be doing, or you know, am am I doing all the right things? There's like almost a level of question yourself that I think should be inherent to being an ally. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's always, there's always more that ev- everyone could be doing for, for, for all sorts of causes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think having an awareness of that is, is I th- like, I don't know whether you guys agree or not, but I think having an awareness, like even if you're doing nothing about it, I think having an awareness that like, for example, climate change is happening is infinitely better than even if you're making the problem worse. I think having an awareness that the problem is there is infinitely better than not, if that makes sense. Yeah. That is like, even though you can't see it visibly, that is like sometimes the biggest step to get through is like, I understand and realize it. Just yeah. getting to that point, then you can, you know, do stuff. But if you don't even, yeah, if you don't even believe in climate change, like yeah, that, like to get past that point, it's like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. A quick pivot before we wrap up and go to go to a break. Um, I'm I'm curious to know. I, I wanted to touch on briefly. Okay, I really just want to say how much I fucking hate Taylor Swift, and this is my <laughs> opportunity to do that. Um, Amazing. But, but but talking about performative allyship and mm-hmm. how you know there there are people who are really claiming that title for themselves and 
and then really not doing fuck all for the community except except capitalizing on it and i very much feel like that's what she has has done uh, on a number of occasions but i i want to i want to i want to ask like in the celebrity space who you might nominate as like best and worst uh, allies <laughs> Um, I think performative ally awards should be like, <laughs> that would be incredible. That's definitely amazing. Um, it's not something I've thought about. Like I see it every day, but I don't. I've never really sat down and kind of thought about it. But yeah. I think that's the fear Dan has about being an ally. That you've exactly nailed it right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I can tell you this, Dan. You are definitely nothing. You're not. You're not Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> The two of you are very Don't different. Worry. I can confirm. There's a lot different about the two of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hmm. well, Taylor Swift's probably in there. Hmm. I think it took her a long time to come out as an ally hmm. and do anything to say the right thing. I think she was probably really scared of her red state fan base. Yeah, I'm very glad that she has taken the step to be an ally and we've talked about this a lot haven't we dan it's like yes she might not be doing anything but at least she said that she is and therefore that is a big difference because that means that loads of people in red states who love her are going oh okay taylor swift thinks it's okay to vote for biden so Mm. like what's the deal like maybe i can or maybe like so i think it does help to change minds Um, not to let off the hook but i think in the country music sphere it's particularly difficult for somebody to come out as lgbt isn't it like didn't carrie underwood come out as a vegetarian like (laughs) never heard the end of it really i didn't know that Maybe her her people covered it up after it after she came out. Yeah, about quite it. possibly. I well, bet they did. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian ally, so like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a safe space for. But no, it's fine. You are fully into meat. Um, yeah, I in so many ways. In so many ways, I definitely. Yeah, I I'm not going to throw Taylor under the bus as hard as you have. Yeah, I just hate I her. It's fine. But I do completely agree with what you're saying. You need to calm and down. I get it. You need to calm down. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> from what I from what I understand, a lot of male country singers are gay, um, and the, it's just not even considered that they could come out. Oh, um, the Bradley Cooper effect. Mm-hmm. Ooh, why is, right. is he gay? So, is he so, so supposedly? My, yeah, the, the... he hung out with Lady Gaga, or because he's actually yes, Lady Gaga made him gay for sure. <laughs> I mean, anyone that spends <laughs> enough time with her, I think. <laughs> anyway, I mean, right. Uh, you know what though? That's a ki- that's a moment, right? Lady Gaga is fucking fierce. Like she's a better gay man and a better LGBTQ plus <laughs> person than so many. She is an activist and an ally, and well, she's also bi. It's literally yeah, like oh right, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, why did I not know that? Although it's it's a, it's a good question. Do you have to be under the Alphabet Mafia umbrella to count as an ally? Can you be bi and an ally, or do those? Do those camps cancel each other out? I mean, I, I, I think they might I think cancel, they cancel each other, each other out. out, don't they? I don't know. I, I, I do think, like, in the past media... No, they don't. They don't, because I'm an ally to trans people. That's like, what... It, yeah, I think they're... I, I, I'm, I'm, like, on my on it constantly. I get so angry and upset all the time. I'm, like, tweeting it. I don't know. I, now, I'm self, I'm now I'm self-conscious that I've just called myself an ally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the... Yeah, no, I, I think, especially being LGBT on, like, other minority groups it is like there's so many different types of people and orientations and relationship like there's so much in there that yeah i think you can be lgbt and then also have to be an ally to other lgbt people that are not you know your identity 
So who are we going to give our awards to in the Performative Ally Awards? Well, it sounds like Taylor Swift is nominated. I think we all were. Who else is, like, performative? Lady Gaga's the best, I think. Boris um, Johnson. Oh, 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 now we're just talking about... Okay, I, I wanted to, like, slam more people, but that's fine. Um, no, who's, that's go on, go on. Boris Johnson is a really good shout from Dan because he <laughs> protests to be this, like ally to gay people and yeah, yeah it's just the worst human being donald trump <laughs> held up an upside down pride flag once so like maybe and gay we'll republicans were like look <laughs> look someone right. wrote in marker lgbt on it or something <laughs> it was like this is the dumbest yeah they got the letters in the right order at least that's one thing <laughs> not everyone yeah, yeah, imagine where it's you <laughs> Like, imagine if somebody, if, if he had the American flag upside down. Right. Oh, like, God. Yeah. Right against the machine style. Like, okay. Well, no, but the you thing imagine. is, he, could, yeah. he could and would get away with it. Like, I mean, he, he can hold a Bible yeah. upside down. Yeah. Like, apparently that's fine. I don't know why nothing sticks to that fucking guy. He's the worst. Hey, yeah. sorry. He can wear this... trousers backwards and that's about, right? <laughs> yeah, I love right? that so much. <laughs> that was, I just, I have not in the past zoomed in on Donald Trump's crotch so hard <laughs> as I did then. It was that's a, horrible. It was a weird. That's like conversion therapy. I, I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm ve- I like became straight for like several seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to take a break. Yeah, we're running out of time. So um, we're going to take a break. And um, when we get back, we'll talk about how good we did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fun. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. Woo. Um, <laughs> we're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, the gay and non-gay, where can people find out more about you, see what you're up to, hear your show? Tell us all the things. Thank you so much for having us on, by the way, because it's oh, yeah. been a long yeah, time coming. You. We've been like friends in the mm. ether, but never actually like in the podcast yeah, yeah, world yeah. itself. So I'm super excited. Yeah. yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. It's at gay non-gay. And like you, we also have a listening group on Facebook, and we are also releasing episodes every Wednesday. So check us out. So currently, our 250th episode is out, which is mad because it means five years. <laughs> uh, we've got Dustin Lance Black on the podcast, which is amazing. Um, in fact, this whole month, we've had amazing guests on the podcast for Pride Month. Uh, so we've had Adele Roberts and Kate Holderness, who, uh, for your American listeners, uh, it's a Radio 1 presenter and her actress, fiancé, and they were amazing. It was the first couple on the podcast. We had uh, William and Latrice Royale from RuPaul's Drag Race. We have, who else have we had? Franco Stevens. My favorite was Franco, Franco Stevens, who obviously founded Curve Magazine. And obviously, <laughs> we had like the most amazing chat with Franco. It was so cool. So, yeah, like check out this month. It's been really good. And aren't you doing a live show soon? Yes. And to your listeners in the UK, we're doing a big gay live show at Underbelly Festival in central London on Friday, the 10th of September, the night before Pride in London. And it's going to be so cool. You can get tickets from our website, gaynongay.com. We're going to have some iconic special guests. I wish you guys could come. Oh, yeah, we would love that. We're going to do a tour eventually. and We, we, will, we will perform live together someday, I promise you. Yes, we yeah, will. Yeah, that would be amazing. Awesome. And if you can make it to London, we'll give you a free ticket, obviously. Ooh. Okay. We got You'll that. give me a free ticket to London? <laughs> then... To the show. And to the after party. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> awesome well our website is gayishpodcast.com we are on lots of social media sites at gayishpodcast 
Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Mike, you have me thinking about eye contact now, and I'm feeling very... It's like when you remember that Stop you looking at me. Breathe. I can't, okay. <laughs> um, our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Time for a gayest and straightest? Yeah. You want me to go first? It should be gayest and non-gayest. Oh, I like that. Yeah, we're going to do our gayest and non-gayest. Here we go. Uh, yeah, you can go first, Mike. Um, so the uh, the non-gayest thing about me this week, um, I had some friends in town and ended up going to dinner with them and uh, a, a gay couple. And one of them brought his parents. And I was like, do I want to bang his mom? She was oh hot. It was, it was like... She, I don't know how old this woman is, but she looked amazing. <laughs> and the fact that I was like, I kind of think your mom's hot. Is that <laughs> how was she? Um, yeah, fine. Okay. Um, and uh, then the, uh, the the gayest thing about me this this week was talking to his mom and bonding over how hot we think soccer players are. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, love that. Um, my uh, gayest is it's it's Pride Month, so I'm hungover today. <laughs> I I feel like that's like part of part of the deal. Um, and my non-gayest is I actually thought about this. I think before you even brought up Taylor Swift, there was like recently it was like. Taylor's going to release her like Taylor's version of all these things. And I am so indifferent towards it. Like I think gays are supposed to be excited. I, I could not care less. Uh, what about y'all? Who wants to go? Uh, go on. You go, James. Okay. So my gayest moment this week is that I have had Botox. <gasps> yeah. So I don't know if that is a gay thing, but I'm telling everybody. I, I don't wh- know why. I'm just literally walking. I saw my mom earlier and I was like, mom, I've had Botox. And she's like, what? Why? But I'm so happy. I can't move, what? guys. I'm frozen in time. Yeah, what part of your oh, face can you... can you move? <laughs> um, I can move my mouth, yeah. and that's really all that we that's need all... as a gay person. Um, to speak and, you know, be an activist. Yes, yeah. What happens if you move your forehead? It's nothing. I can move my forehead. No, it's natural. Look, there are movements. <laughs> well, They're just smaller. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's the gayest. And my non-gayest is that I saw my dad for Father's Day and I got to his house and realized I hadn't written the cards, so I just turned around and parked <laughs> around the corner and wrote the card on the steering wheel and then went around the corner. So I feel like that's kind of a last minute dot com sort of non gay type thing to do. Absolutely. Yep, yep. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that one a lot actually at weddings and stuff because I, <laughs> I always like, oh, I'm not going to get some, the, these people a present because my present is my presence. Yeah. And I've had to take a day what off a work dick. and all this stuff. But then when I actually, <laughs> when I actually get there, I'm like, oh, I should probably get him a card. And then, yeah, I end up doing it on the steering wheel or like on the toilet wall or something. Like yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I actually did on one of my really good friends' weddings. I wrote him a wrote the them a card, and then I felt I, the next day I was like, that wasn't really befitting enough of the event. So then I wrote another one and sent it to them. Oh, really? Oh. Do you know what I mean? That's... Have you ever done that where you just like, oh, it was just a bit half-assed, and then like, like a redo card? No, I've never. <laughs> yeah, I've always just moved. I've yeah, just yeah. forgotten and moved on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what is your gayest and non-gayest, dude? I guess my gayest is. So I I do drink a lot of iced coffee. Uh, these days, which I'm, I'm told is a, oh, is a gay thing. Don't get started on this, guys. Mm-hmm. But I basically mm-hmm. pay fifteen pound a month, oh, which God. is what like twenty dollars a month for this like, <laughs> basically for unlimited coffee from this sh- from this chain of shops of, of which there's like six all around where I work. You have an iced so, coffee um, subscription. 
right? Yeah. He's completely so, appropriated iced coffee, guys. Yeah. We'll have to find something else so, to drink now. I know. What are we going to drink what instead? Gonna All these straight people sure. ruining our thing. I know. It's so good, take, though. I've started taking CBD drinks now just to, like, oh, do something different. That's a, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, what about your uh, non-gayest? So, I don't know whether you, this is completely non-gay or not, but my girlfriend's supposed to be coming over in, like, two weeks. And I'm just like... So every day she's like, oh, we'll be there in 14 days or 13 days, well, as it gets closer. And I'm like, this isn't happening. <laughs> like, I just don't, I can't let my, I can't get over the fact that I just don't think it's going to happen because of, because currently, like if it was today, it wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. But she's hoping that everything's going to be like, you know, lifted by two weeks time or whatever. And I'm just like, I can't see that happening at all. Yeah. I don't know whether that's straight or not, but I think that, that James would probably say that was quite a straight thing to be like, I don't know, just to be like negative about it. Yeah, pessimism, I think, is pretty straight. (laughs) Yeah. Is it pessimism or is it realism? I don't know. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Everyone thinks they're a good driver. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But also, yeah, I guess guess that's mine. But I'm just like, I just can't see it happening. Like, you're fully non-gay. So, like, you're always... (laughs) Just every day in the life. Every day, right? Every minute. What was the last thing you did before you came on here? Uh, I made this gin. Oh, that's actually quite gay. No, that's Which very I gay. Which I guess is gay. <laughs> I take it back. Um, basically, I, 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 I was thinking, what, what, uh, what, is the, what can I have that will um, give me like a kick for like an hour or whatever, but then immediate, immediately send me to sleep <laughs> when I'm done? I guess, yeah, gin. Either gin or like... And I guess gin would be that, right? Mother's but... ruin. That's what we call it here. Really? Oh, I've never. Wow. In Blighty, because it because it ruins mums. I think it. I think there's some there's some history there that I am not going to attempt to right, recreate. Okay. But yeah, it's something to do with like it being medicinal back in the day. Coming up on right, our next okay. episode, gin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ru- why it is? Or ruining moms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> someone's got to ruin them because it's not going to be the gays. Um, well, what? I've, I've ruined James's mum a couple of times. Oh, oh man. <laughs> God. That's your That's non-gayest right. of the whole year. Oh, <laughs> that is vile. On that note, James and Dan from Gay and Non-Gay, thank you so, so much for being on. We really appreciate it. So glad that this finally happened. Yeah. Loved it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you again in, in Seattle. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> please, <okay>. please. Um, <laughs> I want to thank our Super Gap Bridgers, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, Clinton Withers, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Tipsy McStumbles, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, Chris Catchatorians. He added an S. I don't know why. Jerome York and Cena Navi. Thank you. Thank you so much for your cash, y'all. <laughs> That's the, the best thing about you is the money you give us. That's it. This has been Gayish from the CN and Javi studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Be UK. Ha! <laughs> UK! UK, hon! <laughs> Do you know that song? Nope. No. But it's going to oh, make the guys, list now. It's, it's from Drag Race UK. UK Han. Oh, is it on Spotify? It's going on the list. Okay, I've got one of those as well. Dan, are you thinking very hard? You look like you're <laughs> yeah, really I, trying to... I'm... Do you need help? I Dan, I can help you. I haven't done anything uh, in the last week other than work. Um, well, have you drunk? Have you drunk anything gay? <laughs>
I'm iced coffee. Gin at the minute, you drink exactly. iced coffee. A yeah, lot. I, no, I, I actually have. You've like completely coffee. adopted iced coffee. You stole that from us. So do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, you appropriated iced coffee. Yeah, that's that, that's a good one. And then the straightest um, thing you've done, I don't know what would that be. Probably uh, your music, <laughs> the music you like. Yeah, the, uh, I guess. Fountain, so. of, <laughs> the fountain of knowledge, <laughs> of content. I mean, uh, but what? But what have I done that's like specifically straight? Um, did you forget anything or did you like, <laughs> you, know, you wouldn't forget something. That's more like me. Did you like, um, eat anything weird? I think, I, I, think I've, I think I've got one. Your nose I think I've or got something. <laughs> I think I've got one. Did you not have okay. to think about whether your asshole was clean every single day? Of your life? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, guys, don't. That's, that's way too real. <laughs> Is it clean or... Do, uh, yeah, how would you know? <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, does it? 